Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. First playoff edition in the round where 80% of the teams made it. Two of them are the Dodgers and the Brewers, and we're going to talk about the series coming. Three-game series. Are you excited for a team that won whatever it was, 71% of their games to have to play a three-game series in the wild card round? Yeah, uh, I just talked to you, Jacob. Literally less than twenty-four hours ago. I, I remember one of the one of the post seasons where we were doing like a bunch of podcasts. Like it seems like this is the, a quicker turnaround than we've ever done in recording a podcast. But yeah, I am excited because it's the playoffs. But uh, at the same time, it's like uh, it's this whole year's weird. So it's going to be weird, and I think that it's, that's on some level you just have to embrace the weirdness, even though it it's probably bad. <laughs> Yeah. So we're going to preview the series. We're we're not exactly sure the frequency we'll do those assuming the Dodgers keep winning, obviously. Um in this case we're not we're just going to do the preview for this and then we'll talk to you when the series is done. Hopefully the preview uh the NLDS, but just in case uh hedging our bets there a little bit, but we're going to preview the series. You have a Dodgers rewind for us even though you didn't have one yesterday in a more regular episode. And then we're um cover all our bases. We're going to talk about the roster, we're going to talk about the Brewers, and we'll do all of that after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Brewers. We've played, they've, the Dodgers and the Brewers have met fairly recently. Yeah, it, on some level, this is a rematch of the NLCS of 2018. A great NLCS. Yeah, I that thought. was a real that was a really good NLCS, and uh, the Brewers had the better record that year between the two teams. Uh, and this year, uh, they do not. Uh, <laughs> they 
it's uh, the same managers though, uh, because this it's essentially the the two longest tenured managers in uh, the National League. Now, Don Mattingly with the same team, so like yeah. Don Mattingly in the Marlins and Dave Roberts with the Dodgers started in 2016, but. Technically, Mattingly was hired a month before Roberts, but uh, Craig Council was hired in May of 2015 before that. So he is the longest tenured manager in the National League. Uh, that's kind of funny. That's um, weird, yeah. <laughs> both, both both, former Dodgers players, uh, that's that's something. They're so tech, like old friend alerts, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, the Brewers, they, uh, they're 29 and 31, and along with the Astros, uh, who... Did not have access to any uh, signs this year. Uh, they were twenty nine and thirty one. Um, the two uh, first two losing uh, record teams uh, to be in the playoffs, but obviously it's because of the system. There's sixteen teams this year. Um, the more interesting thing to me was if you look at Milwaukee's schedule, they were never above five hundred at any point during the season. So, like, imagine a scenario where they win Game One, which is Wednesday. That would be the first time their record. I mean, it'd be one to know, but that'll be the first time all year they've had a record over five hundred. So it's very weird. I, I looked though; they they were one and one, two and two, and three and three. They it would have been kind of awesome if they just kept that up the entire year, but uh, they they waited to go until they got to ten and ten, and then twenty six and twenty six, and then twenty seven and twenty seven. But they couldn't quite finish off thirty and thirty. Uh, so it's a weird year. Um, they had a negative 17 uh, run differential. I actually forgot what the Dodgers is. It was really, the Dodgers were plus 136, which in a 162-game season, that's like a really good run differential. Like you're outscoring your opponents like almost a run a game, but they did that in 60 games, which is ridiculous. So uh, they outscored their opponents by over two runs a game. So obviously a huge gap there. In September, the Brewers played a little better. They were exactly 500. They were they had a plus 11 run differential. So this whole season is small sample, but so you kind of have to parse some of this like a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just weird. Um, they uh, against left-handed pitching, the Brewers were like good offensively. They had a 105 uh, weighted runs created plus. Against righties, though, they only had an 83. That's just a terrible uh, WRC plus. Uh, but if you look, like, in September, they got a little better. They're, they're like, 99, which is, you know, right at league average. Uh, a couple of the late additions they had in, in the last month. Um, uh, Tyrone Taylor, uh, I can't remember if he's actually still technically a rookie. He played a little bit last season, but he kind of has played a lot of outfield for them in September. He's a right-handed hitter, but he's just been hitting sort of everyone. Uh, and it's sort of a typical, like, 2020-type line. 237 only a 293 on base but he slugged 500 so like that that's you know it's worth something but uh 117 wrc plus against righties and most of that time is in september they acquired um daniel vogelbach uh to, to basically dh now he's had he's at 328 418 569 with with the brewers now that's only in like 67 plate appearances so again small sample <laughs> He was. This is his third team this year. He was with the Mariners and the Jays, and he was five for fifty-seven with them. So like, if overall, right? Like the last uh, couple years ago, he was like um, ninety-five OPS plus. Last year, he was one eleven in a full year. He's uh, like right around a hundred, I think, this year. I don't have it in front of me. Just overall on the season, and that's kind of where he is. But the thing is, like, he has a leg injury right now, 
So they were, we don't know if he's playing, but like Walker Bueller starting in game one. So I think they're going to do everything in their power to like put hit, get him in that lineup. But uh, Craig Council today was saying like, it's important that he's in the lineup. Council was pretty like cagey today a little bit. He I listened to his interview with um, reporters. Um, and what, what did he say? Like, um, I guess, so today was essentially an off day. It's like it is for the Dodgers. And a bunch of the Brewers were getting treatment. And, like, he didn't really want to reveal much until, like, that was all sort of solved. Because they have a couple pitchers that are sort of in the – injured as well and they're sort of figuring that out but that's kind of where where the brewers are at right now um now we the pitching is their like biggest strength and mm-hmm. then you know we always we, a lot so much was talked about like the reds um as a potential like tough opponent for well, for anyone really but like they have like three really good starting pitchers and they didn't really hit much but like um that's like in a playoff series, a short playoff series, that can make a difference. So, like, um, it's it was almost the same for Milwaukee. Like, they had uh, Corbin Burns. Uh, he had a, a 211 ERA, 203 FIP, uh, 88 strikeouts in just under 60 innings. But he has an oblique injury, so he's completely out the series. Uh, Brandon Woodruff is also excellent, uh, 305 ERA, 320 FIP, uh, 91 strikeouts. Um, so... He also homered off Kershaw in the NLCS in 2018. Uh, he will not, he will not bat uh, this series, so perhaps that's a win for the Dodgers. <laughs> uh, uh, he could match up against Kershaw in Game Two. That would be regular rest for him. Now, Council again was cage on this. So uh, Woodruff started Saturday for the Brewers, so Game One would be three days rest. Council was like, I, "I will I will guarantee he's starting a game," but he didn't want he didn't want to say yet which game. So. It seems like the more likely um, starters, just like skipping ahead a little bit. So, well, they could do a bullpen game, uh, which I guess Brent Suter could be starting that. Like he's a lefty. Um, and he made some spot starts for them. He's probably starting a bullpen game in game one or game three, just given how their rotation is set up. Um, and like, you know, the Dodgers are – were I guess were susceptible susceptible early on in the season to lefties. They improved greatly as the season wore on. Like I think we talked about this earlier, but uh, they were well under a hundred uh, WRC plus against lefties. They were winning games, but not really hitting well. But a lot of that was batted ball stuff. They ended up with a one thirteen uh, WRC plus, which is above average, one of the better numbers in the league. But they were one twenty six against righties, so it's still like they're lessened, but not not bad. Against lefties, but so the the in the bullpen the Brewers have uh, Brent Suter, Josh Hader, who's their closer, and then Alex Claudio as lefties. So like if they get creative with like a bullpen type game, those would be a lot of the names you would see. Now, Hader's Hader, like he's fine, like you know he's still he's really good. Uh, he gave up like eight hits all year. Uh, he had a homer binge a little bit in September uh, where his his numbers got a little bit up. So. But he's still, like, really good, and I expect him to, you know, obviously be a factor. But their biggest name in their in the Milwaukee bullpen is rookie uh, Devin Williams. Uh, there was an article on him in The Athletic this week where um, his changeup, <laughs> they named it the Airbender, which is one of the great, like, nicknames of, a, of anything in, like, baseball. Um, and he struck out – he faced 100 batters exactly. He struck out 53 batters. Jacob, do you know what his strikeout rate was this year? 
was it 53%? You know what? It was. Hey. Uh, you, you nailed it. Um, so he was really good. He he pitched 27 innings. He gave up one run. Um, so 0.33 ERA, but his FIP was 0.86. Uh, his strikeout rate is a record. I think his K per nine is also a record. It was almost 18, which is just dumb. Um, so he'll be a handful. Uh, he's a righty, but uh, that's that's sort of their how how uh, Milwaukee will attack you, like pitching wise. Now there could be a f- couple old friends in play. Um, Brett Anderson started Sunday, but left early. He has a blister, much like uh, Walker Bueller did, but obviously uh, Bueller's a little bit further removed uh, from his, so he might not even be on the roster. Brett Anderson. Uh, and like it, you know, it stands to reason like if he's pitching, if it, unless it's like a, a short thing for a bullpen game, he's probably not going till game three. But then there's also Josh Lindblom who who came back uh, from overseas this year to sign with the Brewers. He's had like an up and down year. His ERA is over five. He had a couple really good starts, um, uh, in, just heading into the last weekend, and then he he only went two and a third on Friday. He'd be on regular rest to go game one if they went traditional starters. So something to look for he, he was still like just generally fine but like that would be kind of a, a fun little sidebar um to the series sort of the other connection uh between the brewers and the dodgers and i remember this was really the case last year um both both of the players we're about to talk about but also just uh the series the regular series regular regular season series there we go last year uh between the dodgers and brewers was a lot of fun two really good teams specifically the two the best player on each team last year uh we have yelich and bellinger the two last mvps both kind of had off years remember last year too they had like early in the season i will credit mlb for this uh they did like the marketing campaign of like which who's going to be MVP this year, Yelich or Bellinger. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, Bellinger was only like he was a great like four weeks into his season, but like that was a gutsy call to make to have that as a marketing thing, you know. Like and he could have obviously faded, but he did not. He won the MVP. Um, Yelich was sort of in line till he got hurt to win a second one, but um, yeah. So th- they've had like very similar years, like uh, <laughs> right now. Well, Yelich, he finished the season hitting 205. Like, uh, he had a 356 on base, 430 slugging. Uh, that's fine. 12 home runs. Like, it's always funny, right? Like, 12 home runs in 60 games, that's a 32 home run pace over a mm-hmm. full season. So it's not like you look at them and go, wow, what a what a shitty hitter, you know? Like, <laughs> But, like, uh, and so Bellinger also hit 12. Uh, it's just funny, like, to be like, wow, what a down year. You you only hit 32 home runs. It's, it's wild. Uh, Yelich walked a bunch. He also struck out a bunch. He uh, he walked forty six times. Um, but yeah, he had the weird start where he was he was five for forty four to start the year. But then I looked like he was eleven for fifty nine to end it. Like so, he it's been like sort of this like he had obviously had stretches. Bellinger was the same way, very streaky. He ended up actually with more decent numbers than I would have expected given a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was two thirty nine, three thirty three, four fifty five on the year. Um, Similarly to Yelich, he was 5 for 36 to start. And then uh, into September, uh, Bellinger didn't have an extra base hit in his first 13 games of the last month. Um, but then starting with the series at Coors Field, um, nothing, he sort of... Nothing, nothing right. rejuvenate like a trip to Coors Field. And it was one of those things where, like, you, you don't... 
you know, at, at first it's like, okay, was that just a course field thing? Right. But he sort of kept it up the last week. Like he he kept hitting doubles. Yeah, and that, that's the thing we've seen from yeah. time to time where they, you know, you kind of get the you you get going a little bit. You know, who knows if that's an actual thing or not? But it was good to see in this case. Yeah, what's well, always like a thing with Bellinger, you're always like watching his swing or like mm-hmm. how he looks because he, I mean, he could look really bad, right? Like, uh, it's not it's not like feast or famine like Jock necessarily. But like, there's times where you're like, oh god, he's just out of it right now. Like, but um, yeah. So like, he looked really good, but he was 11 for 28 the last nine games, five doubles, two homers. So he had a he walked like 10 times too. So he had he's had a, a over 550 on base percentage the last week and a half. So that's good. So uh, the final OPS plus numbers for both um, Bellinger 113, Yelich 111. So it's funny, like like I said, Yelich hit 205, and he still had a 111 OPS plus. So they do a lot of things to help you win. They're not bad. But, like, it would be funny, like, as we've seen, like, Max Muncy's in the same boat. Jock Peterson's in the same boat. Um, you know, the counter starts at zero, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so uh, it's going to be an interesting series, and those, those two, I'm sure, will factor in, uh, very, you know, very mightily. So before you have a trivia question for me, and it's one that's frustrating to me, and we'll talk about it in a bit. We should talk about the roster. This is weird. This should be, I would, you would think, one of the easier years to sort of predict the playoff roster. Unlike every other year we've ever done this, where you're going from September rosters of up to forty players yeah. to a contracted series twenty-five man roster, which is just diff- can be difficult to do especially when there's usually one or two call-ups that kind of really impressed and shake up what was maybe the August roster. We're going from 28 to 28 here, so that should be easy. And if it weren't for some comments from Dave Roberts, I actually think it would be easy. Uh, But earlier this week, I guess uh, late last week, I should say, um, Dave Roberts came out and said that they're only going to carry 12 to 13 pitchers, which is weird. Not Certainly not what you and I were expecting. No, yeah, like like you're saying, like so going into okay, so I guess this was technically when Jock was still on the emergency family medical leave list, but we knew he was coming back, mm-hmm. and Bueller Bueller was still on the IL, but we knew he was coming back. So it was a, I think about ten days before the end of the year, I was thinking there the Dodgers twenty eight uh, man roster now is their twenty eight playoff roster essentially, right? Like maybe one give or take one revision. Sure. And, but then, but then Roberts was like, um, uh, you know, it's hard to like. You have to. There has to be like. You have to like lead into it sometimes because talking to Dave Roberts every day, you don't want to be like, so who are your pitchers? You know, for the <laughs> for the first round, like you could, you have to like sort of ease into it with like different questions, talk around it, like the more like style. So over the last week or so, he sort of revealed a few things that are. Um, revelatory about that but the big one was yeah he was saying you know in the wild card round because um you it's only three games um he's gonna use 12 or 13 pitchers and then that's what they're sort of figuring out and i think like we both sort of agree it's safe to assume that there's no way they're only taking 12 and like even 13 seems like a like a low number especially when you just look at who they would be adding on on the bench i have a bunch of question marks there and then i have extra names on the pitching so but yeah so before we get fully into who's who the pitching cuts are going to be let's let me just say this uh uh through question and answer the last few days um gonsolin may and urias are all on the roster um 
that that was obviously I think I think there, that was a legitimately that was a legitimate question in 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 that say had um, had they chosen say Gonsolin to start game three they haven't revealed that yet but like let's say they choose Gonsolin to start game three you could say like well Urias have they've used in the bullpen more than May uh, just in the past you could see a scenario where they might leave May off the roster like I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that but you could see like the thought process behind it mm-hmm. uh, in a short series but like that's not going to be the case so you're, you're it's essentially so it's five starters and then eight relievers even though two I'll, of the starters are yeah relievers. I'll, so, put, like, I'll put it this way I'm giving that and I'm still giving that a non-zero possibility. It's a right. low number, but <laughs> so so. But then uh, so so backing into that a little bit. So you you have the thirteen position players, which are fairly set. Now he said Roberts has said multiple times that Edwin Rio, Edwin Rios is on right the playoff roster, and that like that seemed obvious to me uh, for a, some time now. He um, he was getting nobody. a lot of leverage at bats yeah. throughout the year. But he also, but he explicitly said it, yes, Robert. Right. Like this, so so it's like okay, that's good. Now he did not commit to Gavin Lux, mm-hmm. um, but it, this is where it gets weird, just because they need to add position yeah. players, not take them away. <laughs> so like you, you're like now it's it's fair. Like they're they're gonna they're they're like committed right now to Chris Taylor and AJ Pollock essentially starting every day. Um, I would say uh, and. They they have not committed to starting Jack Peterson every day. Like they were saying, like they were going to give him some run the last week, but they Dave also said uh, Dave Roberts said you have to perform, and like I don't think it's it, he. I would say Jack's probably going to start against righties, um, but it's not a it's not like guaranteed as it might be. And as we've talked about, it also will kind of depend on the DH situation with the catchers. If they do yeah. go with, uh, say they do start a righty in game two. Uh, and uh, the Brewers do, and they commit to Austin Barnes is Clayton Kershaw's catcher, and they commit to that in the postseason. Will Smith is DHing, right? And then, and then that that means so that means you, you you're you're sitting like uh, AJ Pollock probably right for for Jock and AJ Pollock's been hitting better, so that's like that's a legitimate question. I do think still like it's not. I don't think they would leave Jock off the roster necessarily. I agree. Again, Again, it's like we, we, Ooh, they, need to yeah. get, they need to get up to 15. Is, is there a world you know? where like they maneuver it uh, where Muncie doesn't start? That's the only other roster configuration I uh, could think of where perhaps... I don't perhaps, think so. I don't think so either, he, but... They, get, like, he's the one they've committed to the most. Like, in mm-hmm. terms of, like, uh, he's he's batted, like, cleanup uh, a lot, even when his numbers have been bad. He's still like he's he's been like locked in in terms of like count the count like all year. He's still taking his walks, so I think that's part of it. He's not tr- always truly lost. He he's been hurt at different times, or, you know, nagging stuff, and it's probably affected right. him more and than it, they probably would have admitted at the time. And it's like, not like Jock is banging on the door demanding to get a start. Right. So yeah, I, so, I agree. But I, but I think Muncy's like locked in. He's basically clean up. Uh, okay. But um, <clears throat> so it comes down to the question of like now the, the other sort of wrinkle in this is like we've asked about like they're, they're probably going to carry a third catcher and it's, and it would be Caber Ruiz in the last, but Roberts was like, you know, it's more likely in the longer series they would do that. So like uh, <clears throat> the division series and then the championship series and world series, if, um, if they move on, he, then it, he said that it is now it makes sense, you know, conceptually, 
But then you're like, if you're not adding Ruiz, like that means the essentially the only way you get to 15 position players is by adding both Matt Beatty and Zach McKinstry. And it's like, like at this point, like I, I get it. Like, you know, Beatty didn't have the best year, but like you could say, fine, like adding Beatty, like if they're going to pinch hit, but they don't really pinch hit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like they, it just doesn't happen. Like it might happen a little more often because it's the postseason, but um, you, you can make the argument that Ruiz is the best bat of those three. Like even if you're just adding an extra bat, not not as like a you know a quote unquote third catcher, uh, or it gives you a little more freedom to maneuver Smith around. Um, but that's that's where it gets weird. Like that's where it, you're sort of thrown for a loop as to why they might only carry 13 pitchers. It's like who? I guess then it becomes like okay, are they are they like are they really considering like Terrence Gore? You know, there's right. not going to be the there's not going to be the extra inning rule, so games could just go on. But, like, that means you're going to put him in games and then he might have to bat. You know, like, I think they still value, like, overall, like, what a guy brings. And they haven't necessarily shown the, the willingness to, like, just use the use a roster spot for someone so um, limited, I guess. They could. They certainly could. And it's not – they have room. Um but like that would be surprising, I think. Yeah. So should we throw some names out? Do we want to move to pitchers? We so yeah, and another thing I want to say, they could carry fourteen pitchers, right? Oh, <laughs> that is right. entirely yeah. a possibility. Well, well uh, and then you, you, let's just say this: like, so we, we noted this uh, on Sunday. Uh, Adam Kalarik played the last two innings because of the lack of expanded rosters. They they were they were already resting Bellinger and Betts. They took out Turner and Muncie after like five or six innings um, because they were both dealing with stuff. And then at that point, they were out of, they didn't have bench players and they wanted to take Corey Seager out after the seventh. So they're like, let's just put Kolarik in right field. And they maneuvered guys around. So he played the last two innings in right. So if you want to be technical, like you mentioned this before the podcast, Kolarik could be technically a position player on the roster. (laughs) And so that's how they get to only 13 pitchers so maybe that's the case but so i mean so the offense is like it's a pretty like clear path it, it's essentially what mckinstry uh Beatty, ruiz are they're adding two of right. those three and with a slight possibility that uh terrence gore you know right. uh made but like that's kind of it so now it's just a matter of who okay what pitchers get cut so the so the easy start assuming dustin may doesn't get left off it's kershaw bueller gonsolin may Urias, Jansen, McGee, Trinan, and then we get into the like hypothetically you could talk me maybe these people don't make it, but I don't wouldn't think so. Uh Floro. Uh so, but, go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say Floro they've used him in like circle of trust type yes. like situations recent more recently. So I, I would say he's in. I yeah, I would say I would put him and Baez in the same camp of like I wouldn't I'm not 100% but I'm pretty close to 99 98. Oh yeah, like Baez it, is is yeah. like he's he's a made man. Yeah. At this point. So that leaves us with as uh, that leaves us with <laughs> this you're going to enjoy this. I by my name by my names I have we have Cleric, Victor Gonzalez and Joe Kelly. To yeah, make so, two spots, uh, okay, Gratterall. Sorry, I sorry, I did, I did just 
Uh, okay, and, so, and he's he's in in my list. Sorry, I just so, skipped over his name. Okay, you you say uh, Greaterall, Choleric, Alex Wood, and and who was the other one that you, is your uh, oh Joe Kelly? Uh, yes, uh, uh, in my mind, there's no way Alex Wood is making this roster. I I I sort of agree with that now. Robert I don't want to say no way. This. Who knows? But. It would... I, Roberts was asked about this mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, and he, and he said, like, he was sort of saying, like, what, what he does well, like, what his role might be, and it's like, get a left or right out, could go multiple innings, but then, like, stop short of saying, like, you know, it, like, you know, more like, we'll see what happens. That, so Right, uh, and I feel like they not, gave him it, a shot to uh, down the stretch in that last week, and he performed not well. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so that means we're essentially... Hmm. And, and in my so in my when going to this, I not with a hundred zero percent, but I would be surprised if Alex would made it, and I would be surprised if Bruzdar did not. Yeah. Now. So in I'm my going... mind, that leaves Joe Kelly, Victor Gonzalez, and I'm a cleric. Uh, before we you, you see if you uh, adjust any ways, do you know who the three leaders of ERA plus for the Dodgers are this season? Oh, it's Adam Cleric, uh, Victor Gonzalez, and Joe Kelly. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm looking at this like okay, Trinan, Jansen, McGee, Floro, Baez, like the five in, and then okay, no, I had it right. I I, I was like I was I, I I wrote it down just to write it down so sure. I could look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so like there's okay the five starters, those five relievers, and then. Picking three of the five, and so you're saying, you're saying uh, Gratterall, um, Caleric, and and Victor Gonzalez. Are Th- you? That's who I would assume. Yes. Okay. So, in my head, like the way David Roberts has talked about Joe Kelly is as like very so very clearly a key member of the bullpen. Right? <laughs> and this is what like, we were talking about. It's so easy if they just make yes. it 14 pitchers. <laughs> yes. And, 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 like, so that's that's weird. So the only thing I could say, like, Joe Kelly's been, like, really weird since he's come back. He's thrown, like, all curveballs. <laughs> he's always and, been really and, weird. But. And, and, like, and then, yeah, and then it comes down to, like, has he really been good? Like, like he, it's, he has a freaking mural of him in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, why? Like, how does this happen? Like, I, I know why. Like, you know, because people hate the Astros, but like, but like, really? Like, how, how did he, how did he get to this point? I guess is the weird thing. But, um, so yeah, I'm kind of with you. I I I could see a scenario where, <sighs> like, you know, Victor Gonzalez that he gets the. And, you know, maybe, and maybe if, if you look, and again, I'm this is the first time yeah. since the season's in that I'm looking at everyone's numbers based on just all numbers told. He should make it third and no, third and whip leads in awesome. fifth. Like he, he's been and and then like they've been increasing like his roles, right? right? Like, and, and he's done very very well. And so, um, I guess it could be a scenario where because they've optioned Kaleric a couple times. Um, you could see a scenario where Gonzalez makes it over Cleric, and then Kelly's in. Um, so that's that's how you get to thirteen instead of fourteen, I guess. But yeah, I, it would so it'd be a surprise if Wood makes it, and I think Kelly, if if they deem him healthy, I and think he's I in. generally have <laughs> to to my fault, uh, just generally based on sort of stuff, liked 
Alex Wood. And if the Dodgers, if we were talking about three struggling pitchers, who needs to make it to kind of get that total up? Sure, uh, like you could talk me into it, but we're talking about li- li- possibly leaving off again the, these really good pitchers who have performed this year. You know, maybe Joe Kelly is a little smoke and mirrors, but ha- you know, given the chance, it has has in a very limited time done well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would, it's it's gonna be. Weird. You, I mean, you're right. Like we keep talking about this. The the real solution is just carry 14 <laughs> yeah. pitchers, right? Like that that that's that's what you do, and then and you could live with not, and then you don't you don't add Ruiz, and then you just you basically decide. I I would imagine they add Beatty or in that or you add Ruiz, <laughs> right? Oh, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like you could see a scenario where like they're like Beatty's our bat, our, our sure. bat guy. And so we're adding him, and then next round, maybe it's Ruiz in place of Beatty, uh, almost maybe you know, and then and then you then that's when you might drop a, a, one of the pitchers, but uh, if it's fourteen or whatever. But like, yeah, so it, it's weird. That's why like they didn't fully match up, like like the, all the the statements. Like, um, how are they getting to twenty eight? Like, so there there is the possibility of that, like the wild card, like you said, like um, they could add Terrence Gore, you know. They um, maybe they're only carrying twelve, thirteen because they're not convinced that Joe Kelly's fully healthy. Um, so yeah, that, maybe that's all part of this. But that'll be the interesting. The rosters aren't due till Wednesday morning. It's ten a.m. of the in the city of Game One. So um, uh, that we'll we'll know by Wednesday morning what the rosters are. And I'm sure Roberts will talk about it um, on Tuesday, but yeah, today was an off day for both teams, really, and uh, the Robert, the Dodgers didn't really do anything, so kind of a low, low key day here. All right, it's trivia time, real quick before we go. Just when we're talking about how great the Dodgers pitching staff has been, they had of twenty one pitchers, only three had an ERA plus uh, below one hundred. Uh, so Ross Stripling, yeah, uh, seventy six trombones, um. Let me think here. Wow. Um, oh, okay. So Mitch White didn't really give up anything. Neither did Spores. Mm-hmm. Um, Spores had the two twenty. Mitch White doesn't have one because he didn't. Because he up didn't give up a run. Yeah. All right. Uh, I am. Wow. Okay. Hold on. Oh, Blake. Is it Blake Trinan? No, Blake Trinan is the lowest above a hundred at one one one. Oh. Hmm. Um. Uh, did Baez recover? Uh, he did. Uh, okay. Thirty-five. Then I, honestly, I'm stumped right now. Uh, Alex Wood, sixty-eight. Oh, of course. On the team. Yes, and, I uh, have, yeah. Dennis Santana. Ah, oh, San- that's the one I was forgetting. Yeah, he had he had a, a nice little run, and then he didn't. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. All right, you have a trivia question for me. Okay, so like I said, these teams met just two years ago for the right to go to the World Series. Milwaukee had home field advantage, but the Dodgers won. In a in a series that Clayton Kershaw closed out in Game Seven, uh, that happier happier bullpen time in the playoffs. Um, so in that NLCS, um, there were four different players on the Dodgers and Brewers who drove in four runs, which tied for the lead in the series. How many can you name? We'll find out after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch-ch-ch-chumba. Chumba.com. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Name the RBI leaders between both the Dodgers and Brewers in the 2018 I, NLCS. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Um, there's two on each team. Uh, you know, that's what I was figuring. Um, I, I'll give you another hint. Oh, good. Only, only two of the players are currently on these teams. Damn it! <laughs> My number. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get there. I, I am struggling to remember. Um, other than some obvious names, who it could have been on on the Brewers side. Uh, I did, so what I it's so it, I pride myself. I play a lot of trivia. I play bar trivia. I'm the sports guy on my trivia team. I know a lot, in theory, about the Dodgers. Uh, and yet, I'm still going to bomb this. Uh, that's just age, I guess. Stuff, that mm-hmm. early, you know, 10 years ago, maybe I would remember. You're, you're a dad now. Your brain is fucked. But it's also, a ser- yeah, it's also a series that I don't remember. I remember Chris Taylor's catch. I remember the pitching. I remember that whole opening, not fiasco, but like this is oh. a drama behind that. Um, but there's not like an individual uh, offensive performance that is like super sticking out. But I, I have some names, um, so two aren't there. All right, um, crap. <laughs> I'm. Uh, we'll see how many I get. I have I have four to five names written down. If I if I just if I just start missing, I'm probably giving up. Um, Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor, who I you until you said it, I forgot about his catch, and that was a great catch. He only drove in one for the series, but he hit three sixty four, eight for twenty two, uh, four sixty two on base, five hundred slugging. So great series. Okay, that that I think yeah, I that 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 tracks. I remember he had a good series, but couldn't remember quite the RBIs. Um, Yasiel Puig. Yes. Uh, now Puig should have won NLCS MVP. He did not, uh, but Puig hit 333, 364, 619. He also had the home run in Game 7 that put the game away, essentially. That That is why uh, he's on this list. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and that, like, and then it was only a few days, about a week before what should have been his two indelible moments in Dodger history, uh, but the other one got obviously erased by other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Justin Turner. Justin Turner drove in three. Ah. He, he had a he had a key uh, home run Man. in the eight, eighth inning of Game Two that saved that game. Uh, the Dodgers would have been down 0-2 had he not uh, done that. So obviously a key series. But uh, yeah, if you haven't noticed, I'm I'm keen on <laughs> key home runs that yep. I remember that scored some. All right, um, I'm clearly just going to forget uh, who won MVP and probably had the other. The, did the MVP have the other four? Yes. All right, and I'm just blanking, and I'm going to really hate myself. Uh, I'm going to move on to obvious Brewer names and then hate myself. Uh, Christian Yelich. Yep. Yelich only drove in one run. He was 5 for 28 in the series. They uh, not, effectively neutralized it. I, one of the things I remembered was that um, both he and Belger had 
had some some down moments. Um, Ryan Braun. Braun had four. Okay. Yes, he he uh, didn't have the best offensive numbers, um, but four RBIs, two forty one, two. That's a very Ryan Braun thing to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, okay, I'm I'm tapping out. My memory's okay. dumb. Jesus Aguilar uh, also drove mm-hmm. in four for them. He homered and had three doubles. Um, you mentioned his name. Uh, Cody Bellinger also had four. He won NLCS MVP. What were his, what were his final numbers? <laughs> like, what was his slash? Five for 25. <laughs> he, hit, he hit 200, 231, 360, but he had a walk-off hit. Uh, and I almost five, said him, I but I remembered how bad he was. And I'm One like... of the worst MVP choices. <laughs> like, honestly, it was so bad. Like, Ugh. like literally, uh, I mean, look, it's small sample, but like, Yasiel Puig's slugging was higher than Bellinger's OPS for the series. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't. I don't and it was it, I, I, okay. It's all flooding back to me. Uh, you know, he had the key sacrifice and uh, and the walk off yeah. in the extra innings game. He so. had like two two key moments in that in that series, in but like cap, still, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you you reminded me of the opener nonsense. Uh, they Wade Miley that series started three games and pitched ten innings. Uh, one one of them was the one batter thing. You know. Like uh, so, that was kind of weird. But I just people were. I mean, like I, I'm not a fan of all that. You know, I get there's advantages to it, but like that the gamesmanship part of it, where it wasn't really like didn't really do much. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That was like come on. But I I did sort of enjoy that all all the people who were like up in arms over it yep. for like almost nothing. But it was just like really, this is what you're doing. Like in, I wasn't like mad at it, but it's just like come on. Like, it's really interesting that I didn't remember the MVP of that series. It it, it sort of makes sense because I'm just so happy that they won and I'm kind of moved on the celebratory. Um, I, I also that uh, I at least remembered good performances. But what stuck out to me wasn't that he won MVP. It was that he had kind of a down a down series. I don't know what that says about me, but. Yeah. Hey, I got I got uh two of the names, right? I got two. I'm happy. You did. All right. Yeah, that's you did excellently. So the the when I initially looked at the NLCS page, I was going to ask um which player had the most hits for either team. Uh-huh. But that would have that would have been way tougher. Um both the the top 2 were Brewers. Um I will just tell you. Yeah, okay, so do. Man, Manny <laughs> Manny Machado had 8 hits, so did Taylor. But um, Lorenzo Cain had ten. Uh, Orlando Arcia had nine. Interesting uh, in the series. So I, yeah. I might have said Chris Taylor might have been in that name in the list. Yeah. I have, I have been a part of the uh, the Chris Taylor fan club for a while, so he's becoming more and more of a default sneaky answer for me. You're the opposite of my brother who who has who has not really texted me this year, oh, but I he almost why. always te- Yeah, he always he always texts me like. Oh man, Chris Taylor up in another big spot. He's gonna strike out. You know, like <laughs> even even when he was like a multi-positional above average hitter for in his like two down years, right? Like <laughs> quote unquote down years, and like he's just like hated him. This is weird. And then this year he's like been he's been great and not a peep. So yeah. <laughs> All right, you've got a, a Dodgers rewind about a player who didn't make much of a peep with the Dodgers, and I'm excited no. to hear about it anyways. So uh, we didn't have one yesterday. It Jerk. was a little bit of a, a end of season and it, like for me, rush preparation for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get it. Yeah. Also, I'm lazy. Um, but then to, I wanted to do one. I, I figured since we're going to record again today, I, I knew I was, who I was going to do for this. And it's Jed Jerko. Um, he the Dodgers acquired him last July 31st. Um, and it was it, with Cincinnati. If I remember correctly, 
they sent Tony Singrani to Cincinnati in that deal and got cash. Um, they also sent uh, minor leaguer Jeffrey Abreu, but I believe that was a um, that took money off the Dodgers' luxury tax hit last year. So like it was like one of those even if it doesn't work on the field, like it was like a sort of a financial win. Not that that should be like the the prime motivation, but I, it was like one of those creative deals where you're like, all right, I get it. It basically um, was a part of the Mookie Betts deal. That's how I'm going to exa- think of it. Exactly right. Exactly right. They they made room. Uh, so he um, this year. Uh, oh, so Jerko was only five for thirty six uh, with the Dodgers. He did have a game winning hit uh, somewhere in there, so he could have he could have in theory been an NLCS MVP <laughs> had he made the postseason <laughs> roster, but he didn't. He's going to be on the postseason roster for the Brewers uh, this year, which would be the first for him. I'll get to that. Why that's important in a second. Um, he hit uh, this year uh, 248, 333, 504 with nine home runs. Um, most of his playing time was in September. He played a little bit early on. I can't remember if he was hurt or not. But his 121 OPS plus was the highest on the team, minimum 70 plate appearances. I, I made the cutoff there because Vogelbach, who, he's been really, really good for them, you know, but only 67 plate appearances. But the fact that like Jerko's basically been their best regular for the whole year. Tells you something about their offense. Uh, he's mostly started at first base the last four weeks. Um, but what made me makes me laugh about Jerko was, so last year uh, I wasn't doing like team site stuff. I was just doing like national baseball stuff for SB Nation, and I was working in advance on something on the wild card game. And like the last couple weeks of the year, uh, like the A's and the Rays were playing the Angels, so I got a few players on those teams to talk about stuff. I can't remember who else I talked to from people who played the Dodgers. Um, I think the Rays also were there. Uh, so I got some visiting player stuff, and then I was going through, like, I I just made a list of some of the Dodgers who had, like, previously played in the wild card game, and I had um, conflated a couple things. But a lot of times in – this is the, the before times when you could actually, like, be in a locker room. Um, there's a lot of standing around because the players aren't always there. Um, and you, you, it's just standing around and waiting if, if someone comes in and you get a chance to talk to them. And a lot of times you might not get to talk to anybody that day. Sometimes you might be waiting and you just sort of take who's there. And I saw Jerko sort of by himself in the corner. Uh, and I went to talk to him. And in my head, he was one of the players on my list who had played in the wild card game. So I, I went up to him and I was like, so, like, what was your experience, uh, you know, in the wild card game? He's like, you know, I could tell you, but I, I haven't played in one. I'm like, oh. And then I just, like, it dawned on me immediately, and I was like, oh, crap. Like, so it's one of my bigger r- dummy reporter moments. Like, uh, and I just completely, I just started laughing. I was like, yep, I, I, I biffed that one, you know. Like, uh, and, and we we talking about something else for, like, just a, a few moments. But I, I, I was so flustered, like, I didn't, I didn't really talk to him that long. And I was just like, what an idiot that I was for completely screwing that up so he did not make it into my wild card story because he has not played in the playoffs before <laughs> nor has he played in a wild card game but this year he's playing in the wild card series so that's that's our dodgers rewind today all right so we're gonna uh put a bow on this episode but make sure our listeners know when the games are where they can see them i'm who do not have cable have to struggle to uh find a way to watch this now that mltv ain't gonna work so no, yeah, you have to. I think it'll work. Oh no, not for ESPN. It won't. No. So ESPN has seven of the eight wild card games. TBS has Rays Jays. Um, 
Now, for future rounds, Fox and TBS, you can access it through MLB TV, but you have to be able to log in through your, like, cable provider. Which I don't have, but I do have an antenna, so so Fox is fine. Yeah, but some of those are, like, especially the NLDS is, like, FS1. Uh, Screwed again. (laughs) Yeah, so you you need the Dodgers to advance to the NLCS. and the World Series, so you can watch the game. Basically. Yeah, I I may pay for a month of like Sling TV or something. Uh, yeah, I did like uh, I was that way last winter when I was sort of cycling through the free trials of of Sling, YouTube TV, etc. They they were kind of okay, but um, so this series it's ES, the ESPN family of networks technically. So game one we know Wednesday seven o'clock ESPN. The Lakers Heat Finals is six o'clock on ABC that night, so that that's a rough that's a rough ask for a lot of people. Um, but um, so Tim Kirk, no, yeah, Tim Kirkjian, Eduardo Perez will be analyst. Carl Ravitch on the call uh, for that series. Alden Gonzalez, uh, local reporter, he's going to be sort of the um, sideline is not the way to put it, but like the reporter on the scene or whatever. Uh, so he'll be part of the broadcast too. Um, the other games Thursday, Friday, we don't have times for yet. Uh, I would imagine the Dodgers still get um, later start times uh, on those dates. Uh, now, they ABC has a, a 11 a.m. slot uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, potentially, because ESPN covering seven series, they have to farm out some of it somewhere. So I guess it's possible the Dodgers could be on ABC where you could see it. Yay. But, um but like that, it's a it's a stretch for me to think that they're going to play an eleven a.m. game uh, locally. So I, I wouldn't bet on that. Um, but then if it makes it to Friday for Game Three, uh, that'll be one of the ESPN uh, Statcast alternate broadcasts. Again, not sure exactly where that's going to run. By Friday, there might only be a couple series left, so they might have room to put it on ESPN Two. Otherwise, it might be like on ESPN. Um, uh, I guess just online or ESPN Plus. But that's with the uh, old friend Mike Petriello uh, and then Jason Benetti on the call, who's wonderful. And then they, Kyle Peterson uh, is going to be the other analyst. So those are usually fun broadcasts. Um, so that would be fun if it gets to game three. But, uh, you know, the Dodgers would probably prefer taking care of business in the first two games and figuring it out. So that, that's where we're at. No questions from Craig this week, but it was fun having him uh, yesterday. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you after the series.